Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, just in time to be late for Valentine's Day, an all-romance special, featuring Chapter 2 of our ongoing serial, Reach for Happiness, from Secret Hearts Number 111. Also, a new feature, Time Machine Mailbag. Dr. Husband and I answer advice letters from Falling in Love number 82, Girls Love Stories number 118, Girls Romances number 116, Heartthrobs number 101, and Young Romance number 141. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! exciting Miss Young America contest. As you know, we are continuing this contest indefinitely, so there is still a chance for you to become a Miss Young America. Send us your photo, a snapshot will do, and tell us all about yourself. Each winner will receive an original sketch drawn by the noted illustrator John Romita. Here is a coincidence that will probably never happen again. Both of our winners this month hail from the same state. The first is Pert Diana Jean Runyon from Omar, West Virginia. Diana is a credit to Omar Junior High, where she is a top student. When she's not cracking her books, she likes to go roller skating or swimming. This young miss is already planning her future as a model or an airline stewardess. With her light brown hair, sparkling eyes, and creamy complexion, she's a cinch to achieve her goal. Our second winner is a typical American beauty, both in appearance and interests. Cobena Clark from Dunbar, West Virginia, has blonde hair, blue eyes, a fair complexion, and is five foot six inches. Cobena is interested in all sports and balances this with a deep interest in world affairs. Like Diana, she also hopes to become an airline stewardess. Tune in next time for our next winners of Miss Young America. Previously on Reach for Happiness. Lila, I'm so glad you and Roger came to meet me. So glad. There, there. If your godparents didn't come to meet you, who would? Oh, stop acting so shocked. 
You know very well what I've got against you, Karen. You're talking about Mother, aren't you? You're still blaming me for her death. Well, aren't you to blame? You knew how deeply she resented your leaving Danville Corners and running off to Hollywood with your actor. Peggy, how unfair that is! Just like old times, Karen. Oh, Greg, is it like old times? <coughs> Hello, Rita. Remember me? I understand good wishes are in order. I mean, for your engagement to Ray Silva. <laughs> That's past tense, Karen. But as long as you're in the mood for good wishes, you can wish me luck on my engagement to Greg. N no! Well, stop acting so shocked. You made your choice when you married your movie actor. Now that he's gone, you come back here trying to steal my fiancé. Well, forget it. And now, the day-by-day -day story of real people trapped in a whirlpool of life and death, love and hate, laughter and tears, as the girls' young romance true love story players proudly present... Reach for happiness. Chapter 2 There is anger, hurt, and surprise in Dr. Gregory Marsh's eyes as he turns to face Rita. You shouldn't have spoken to Karen like that, Rita. Oh, shouldn't I have? Up until she came back, you were more concerned with my feelings. I still am, but... But not as much since she came Stop back. Stop bringing her into it, Rita. She has nothing to do with us. No one has anything to do with us. No one even knows we've been seeing each other. What's that supposed to mean, Rita? You know very well what I'm talking about. Tell me, is it just an accident or something that you never take me to any place where we can be seen by the lovely people in town? What's the truth, Greg? Is it that you're ashamed of me? Don't be ridiculous. Sure, all you can say is don't be ridiculous, but I notice you're not denying it. Because I won't waste my time denying what is ridiculous. Now listen to me, Rita. I want you to call Karen up and apologize for what you said. Ha! That'll be the day. Okay. If you won't do it, I'll do it for you. You do, Greg. You do, and we're through. Understand? Through! And you couldn't stand that, could you, darling? You can't live without me. And you know it. We both know it. Meanwhile, several blocks away... Phew. Why, why am I running away like a maniac? I, I shouldn't have let Rita upset me like that. But what can Greg, who is so refined, see in that girl? Hey, car car, over here! Why, Richie? Richie Smathers! Why, Richie, how tall you've grown. I bet you're over six feet. And that car, a Jaguar! Aw, cut the big sister act, Karen. You dig the wheels? Too bad they're only borrowed. Hop in, I'll run you home. Your mother and dad look great. They picked me up at the train, you know. I know! And in case you didn't know, mother's throwing a shindig for you at the house Saturday night. A homecoming party? <laughs> How nice! Who's going to be there? Do you know? Oh, the usual faces. Maybe a few new ones. Grandfather Wallace, 
Greg. Uh, Greg? Sure! Why? Don't you want him there? And Joni? Joni, your girlfriend. You're two still going steady for real, I mean. Going steady is for pigeons. Joni and me, we're eagles. Home sweet home, Karen. Which reminds me, how's Peggy? Is it true what I heard about her? What did you hear? I heard she actually smiled the other day, and you could hear the crack all over town. Oh, Richie, that isn't nice. There's a smell of sweet flowers in here, as if someone had just died. (laughs) Oh, you startled me. Had a busy afternoon, I understand. What does that mean, Peggy? You didn't waste any time in getting to see Greg. The blessings of living in a small town. What gossip took the trouble to phone in a report? What difference does it make? We're all gossips in Danville Corners, aren't we? Peggy, when will you get that chip off your shoulder? If we've got to live together... Yes, yes, I know what you're going to say. But I can't forget... As easily as you apparently can. Forget? Listen, Peggy, my heart is full of tears and grief. I'm trying to forget. What's wrong with forgetting anyway? I'd like to forget some things, too. Like giving up my chance of happiness for Mother's sake. You mean Bob Bates? Yes, Bob Bates. Is he still in town? Yes, but so is... His wife. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Peggy, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. Please, I'm all right. She won't let me get close to her. She never shows her feelings. She never cries. Some shops in town never change, like Marty Phillips' hardware store. Hi, Pop. Rita! Well, well, long time no see. I'm glad to hear you missed me. Why shouldn't I miss you? I'm your father, ain't I? Some children call their fathers regular. I know you didn't have the ideal kind of bringing up, Rita. Your mother died when you were a baby, and I had to raise you and tend to the store and all at the same time. I know. Coffee? Okay. How are things going, Rita? With the doc, I mean. Fine. What's fine mean? Going to marry him? He has to ask me first, Pop. It's considered proper. Yeah, it's considered old-fashioned, too. A smart girl who plays her cards right can have any man she wants. Eating right out of her soft little hands. (laughs) It fights to the lovelorn. I'm telling you, Rita. I know what I'm talking about. It's about time you brought a little honor to the name of Phillips. Now what kind of a remark is that to make? You know what I'm talking about. Mr. Ray Silva. What's wrong with Mr. Ray Silva? He was the one and only person in town who ever showed me any kindness. (laughs) That nightclub character, you should never have got mixed up with him. 
Now listen here. All he did was give me a job singing at his place at a time when no one else would give me a job because I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. Oh, that again. Yes, that again. I've had to pay for that all my life. Never being invited to the nice parties or taken to the school dances by nice fellows. Stop feeling so sorry for yourself. Everybody isn't born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Some girls try to make something out of themselves. Sure, but maybe they had more strength of character than I did. Ah, anyway, forget all that. What about Ray Silva, now that you're going with Dr. Marsh? I told you before, I quit the club. Did you quit Ray, too? I left him a note, explaining everything. And he took it? He gave up without a battle? I haven't heard from him, but I'm sure he understands. He realizes that with Dr. Marsh, I've got a chance to make something out of myself. That's how I like to hear you talk, Rita. After all, I'm not looking for anything for myself. I'm just you. I'm always thinking of your happiness. I know, Pop. Well, Pop, I'll be going back to my apartment now. Nice seeing ya. Come again, Rita. And soon. Okay, Pop. Pop makes me mad when he talks the way he does. But sometimes he makes a lot of sense. If I play my cards right, I can become Greg's wife. The wife of a rich, successful doctor. And I'll really have it made. Doctors carry a lot of weight in town. They're respected, and their wives live like ladies. Real ladies. That's Dr. Marsha's wife. Isn't she beautiful? Yes, and I understand very rich. She certainly is a lucky girl. (laughs) Yes, she's got everything any girl could ever want. Oops, I got so lost in my daydreams I almost missed my stop. It's only a daydream now, but if I play my cards right, it can all be mine. I've got to make sure my past is all behind me, that nothing comes up to spoil my chances with Greg, including Ray Silva. Ray! What are you doing here? How did you get into my apartment? (laughs) Twenty bucks can get a guy into a lot of places, honey. I got your note, honey. The one that says we're through? I tore it up. I told you a long time ago, I'll be the one who says when we break up. Understand? Both Rita Phillips and Karen Wilder face vital decisions in the next episode of Reach for Happiness. Coming soon. Time machine mailbag where we read letters from the past and answer them today. I'm working on the theme song. Uh, yeah, I'm staring at you trying to figure out exactly where you're going with this. I, uh, I have no idea. I was That's just making okay. it up on the spot. So, hey. Hi, Dr. Husband. Mm. So, uh, I'm probably drinking my Coke Zero. Here is the uh, conceit of our new segment. Yes. Time machine mailbag. I love it. We will take turns reading letters from the past. And the other who's not reading will answer. Oh. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Here's letter number one. Dear Dr. Husband, I'll pretend it's addressed to you from the past. Okay. 
I am 15 years old, and I am going with a boy who is 17. He was introduced to me by one of my girlfriends when I stayed at her house over a weekend. Two weeks later, he asked me to go steady, and like a fool, I accepted his ring. I felt at the time that it was much too soon for us to go steady, but I took his ring simply because I liked him. At the time we met, he wasn't driving, and had to depend upon his friends to bring him to see me. He came fairly often, but because the other boys had things to do, he left fairly early. This never gave us enough time together. Sometimes it would be two or three weeks between visits, although the boy did call me every day. Two months later, I gave him back his ring. I liked him an awful lot, but I felt that I should give it back to him. Now, he has his own driver's license and uses his father's car. Everything is going along smoothly. We see each other usually three or four times a week, and he still calls me every day. My problem is that he wants me to take his ring back. I don't know whether I should or not. Mainly, I don't want to hurt him. Supposing I found another guy I liked, then I would surely hurt his feelings. Before I met him, I had been asked to go steady several times, and I refused because I hadn't found the right boy. My girlfriend, who has been going steady with the same boy for a long time, says that I don't know how lucky I am to get R as a boyfriend. What do you think? Should I take the ring back? I like him and he likes me, but supposing I meet someone I like better? Please help me with this problem. Thank you very much. Well. Signed, a reader. A reader. Yes. Well, reader, Mm -hmm. a reader. Yeah. Um, first of all, I must commend you for your sense of independence and your sense of knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. I have to commend her for uh, saying that, you know, he was getting rides from friends and I felt like I should take his ring and go study with him. And, and he was, we would go several weeks without seeing each other and I felt like I deserved better, so I gave the ring back. Now he has a license and can drive daddy's car and, sh- and he wants to give her a ring back and he wants to go study with her and she's having doubts. I think... Her doubts are telling her something, and they're valid, and she needs to just stick with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's also people-pleasing a little bit, if you ask me. Why? Well, how well, she so? She says she would only take his ring just to make him happy, because she doesn't want oh. to hurt him. Yeah. Well, I think she can get past that. So you think she should go steady? No, absolutely oh, not. okay. I was confused for a minute. No, I'm commending her for her independence. All right. She'll get over. Uh, she'll get over the, the the feeling that she's going to disappoint the boy. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Shall I take the next one? Yes, please. Dear Doctor Bob. Yes. Yes. Twice in your letter, you indicated that your wait is this back to her? No, oh, that's the that's answer. The answer. The... Oh goodness. Okay. Shall we start with another one? Yes. Okay. Dear Dr. Bob. Yes. I recently gave a rather big party. Oh, party. At least it was big for me. And I noticed something happening time and time again that seemed to me pretty awkward. Maybe you can help me. When a rather large group has already gathered at the party, and another person comes in who is strange to most of the other guests, how should I introduce him? Do I tell him everyone's name? I usually get so flustered that I can't even remember all of my friends' names. And besides, there is usually so much confusion that their names don't mean anything to him anyhow. What's the right thing to do? Signed, J.D. J.D. Do you mind if I call you Jade? Mm. Uh, Listen, you can play this off easily. Just give a breezy, hey, everybody, this is uh, so-and-so. He's here, new in town. Introduce yourselves. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. 
and then just disappear, go back to the kitchen and get another drink or something. <laughs> I can't remember anybody's name, Jade. Well, I liked if you're going to have a party with people that don't know each other, mm -hmm. I always go around and introduce them. And if it gets too big, I will try to pull the person aside and say, I'm going to try to introduce you around to people. But I'll, I also will leave name tags out for people. I think name really? tags are great. At an informal party? Well, I have to admit, I'm really bad with remembering people's names. Same. When they just hear it. I'm much better about remembering if I see their name. Right. So. Maybe some kind of mixer game. Like Twister? Well, no, that's more of a... That's a physical contact. People know each other pretty well. Yeah, and I don't want to be that close to no. people's feet. No. <laughs> or no. their other parts. Other parts, yes. Especially their feet. All right, you ready? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Dear Dr. Husband, I have a problem. I am taking a girl to a dance next month. She is a girl I've known for quite a while, but she is outside my immediate group of friends. There are a lot of girls in our group that I like, and I wouldn't want them to think I am going steady with this girl, even though I am very fond of her. What I want to know is, if I take her to the dance, do I have to dance every dance with her? Would it be impolite for me to dance with some of the others? I don't want to hurt her feelings by doing the wrong thing. Signed, James S. James, you're a jerk. Well. <laughs> hmm. How about this? What if he finds a male friend who also is not closely attached to a girl and takes a girl to a dance? And he and his male friend agree that they're going to dance with the other girls with the other date. Yeah. Maybe. That would work out. Or if I mean, he has an unattached male friend that he could possibly... You know, he's playing the field. Well, first of all, uh, this was printed in a 1966 romance comic. So I have a pretty good feeling James has plenty of unattached male friends. <laughs> if you get my drift. Uh, 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 yeah. What if it was a Jane Austen novel? They wouldn't dance with the same person all night. No, they'd be trading partners yes. all around. Yes. Heaven's sakes. Look at the time. What? It's time for our poetry spot. Oh, may I read a poem? Yes. Okay, I'll what take What are you reading? Winter's Despair. A light-hearted look at winter. By? Who wrote it? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's called Winter's Despair. Mm -hmm. Submitted by Nancy Millo, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Summer's gone away. A summer of only loneliness and grief. The thunder of waves upon the rocky reef. The last tide has rolled away. Now I must settle for winter's despair. The long, lingering coldness of winter has made my heart as such. Cold and hard. Cold to the affection of someone else. Hard to another's lips. Alas, comes spring. And then my heart begins to thaw. By summer, my heart has resumed its normal function. To love again to feel life clinging for fear of the numbness that winter brings. Winter's despair. That doesn't rhyme. That's a horrible poem. <laughs> it doesn't need to rhyme to be poetry. Yes, it does. But it does need to be good to be read on this thing, and it's Well, not good. I'll try this. You'll Never Know. Submitted by Vicki Heyman. Baltimore, Maryland. Are you going to read it in a Baltimore accent? I'll try. Good luck. You're just a friend. No, I can't do Baltimore. Uh, you're just a friend. Although I know that's all you'll ever be. But in my heart, I long to take that friendship seriously. <laughs> for if I showed the way I feel, our friendship then would end. The love I have for you is real, not the kind to steal or lend. 
You, you really need to, to hammer home those rhymes. I'm trying. Okay. When you smile at me each day and we speak so joyfully, <laughs> I long to hold you in my arms and kiss you tenderly. <laughs> You'll never know what my thoughts are as I dream of you each night, of the secret that I hold as the t- stars twinkle oh so bright. I will always know a secret it will stay the way I feel for you right now and every day. And changed her nappies. Phew. <laughs> That's awful. All right. We have time for one more letter. Who did we read? Oh, um, some more. Laura, Laura Penn, your romance reporter? Yes. Okay. Uh, dear Dr. Husband. Okay. I am 16 and my boyfriend is 17. Okay. We have been going together for about a year. Okay. We get along quite well and have wonderful times when we're alone. Mm-hmm. The trouble is... I live in a very poor section of town, oh, and he no. lives in a rich neighborhood. I know all about this. He has told me that his parents don't approve of me because of where I live. Mm-hmm. He told me they prefer that he become interested in girls from his own class. She's probably Catholic, and he's a Protestant. He says he doesn't care what they say about me, but that's what he only says. He acts differently. He keeps making little remarks like, why don't your parents try to get out of that neighborhood? Ooh. I answer that they have tried. But my father is a working man and doesn't earn much money. He is trying to save up enough to send my brother to college or help him go to college. If we moved to a better neighborhood, it would take money away from what my father says are more important things. I'm sure my father is right, but I'm so confused. Please tell me what to do. Signed, Troubled. Well, sounds like Troubled is indeed having a difficult time. Yeah. I recommend... That she stop dating this boy, this rich boy, Mm -hmm. and just focus on herself. Mm -hmm. And perhaps consider what she might do to improve her circumstances for the future. And I'm sure she doesn't have to look too hard to find a nice young man in her neighborhood. This reminds me of the Umbrella Song. The Umbrellas of Sherbrooke? No, the Umbrella Song by Donnie Marie. Oh my god. Do, 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 is how it starts. Do, 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 do. Then Donnie sings, On the poor side of town lives a girl no one knows with her ragged shoes and her st- torn up clothes. I don't know the words. Her mother tries to provide since her father has died. But no one even cares that she's alive. Here comes the chorus. And when the rain comes down, they're never getting wet. And though the skies are gray, they'll still be smiling yet. Thus when their eyes, there's no teardrops. In her heart, there's no pain. She's got a love as an umbrella from the rain. Oh, her love is an umbrella from the rain. And there's a key change for Marie (laughs) On the rich side of town Lives a boy no one knows With his fancy car And his fancy clothes He's got everything he needs If he wants to succeed 
made but no one even cares that he's alive and when the rain comes down he's never getting wet and though the skies are gray he'll still be smiling yet cause in his eyes there's no teardrops in his heart there's no pain he's got his love as an umbrella from the rain Oh, his love is an umbrella from the rain. Then Donnie comes back. His oh life really strange. And money can't buy. All you need to get by. Then Marie comes back. All around the world there are folks. No one knows with their worn out shoes and their fancy clothes. Donnie comes back. If they'll find what they're looking for and open the door. Both together to know that someone cares that they're alive and when the rain comes down they're never getting wet and though the skies are gray we'll still be smiling yet cause in our eyes there's no teardrops in our heart there's no pain we've got a love as an umbrella from the rain oh our love is an umbrella from the rain. And I'll tell you what's interesting. You used to sing that in the living room, didn't you? With the I sure player? did with my hairbrush and record player. I had a 45 of that song and I loved it. I memorized every word and sang and sang and Clearly. sang. Clearly. Both Donnie Marie's parts. Uh huh. And then Donnie Marie sang it on their television show. Uh huh. And they Thanks. clearly were lip syncing to a recorded... No, that's fine. That's okay. what they did on their show. Mm -hmm. But it was a completely different arrangement. Like, they had re-recorded it to lip sync on the show. Wow. In a completely different arrangement. Wow. Fascinating. Those did they Osmonds, shorten it? No, it was the same. Huh. Those Osmonds give everything they've got 110%. Oh, they, they always have. All the time. Interesting. Donnie had a higher voice than Marie did. Well... A higher range. Yes. Because his voice was late to change, as I recall. Like Michael Jackson. Rest in peace. Uh, one more letter. Oh, okay. This one's for me. It's for you? It, you will uh, okay. read it to me. This uh, Dear Troubled? No, no, no. Uh, Ann Martin Counselor. Okay. Oh, Dear Miss Martin. Yeah. Okay. Am I to read it? Yes. Okay. Dear Dr. Bob, mm -hmm. I am 15 years old and will be 16 in June. I have a boy problem like all other girls. Preton sister. Please help me. I like the boy across the street from me. I can't think of anything to say to him. And even when I can, I can't say it. We pass each other on the street like we never met. He knows I like him, though. I also know he likes me because when he's with his friends, he always gives me a smile and sometimes he even speaks. Do you think you should make the first move? I'm not cute at all, but I'm always trying to improve my looks. I have a perfect shape, but a messy face. Do you think that has anything to do with my problem? Sincerely, Kathy. Kathy, uh, if you're not cute, you need to move on this. Don't wait for him. Uh, are you funny, Kathy? Because funny lasts, I hear. Yes. Um, Kathy, seriously. I don't know what, who told you you have a messy face, but it's probably not true. And if it is true, we've got products, dear, to maybe, handle that. Maybe she has acne. 
I'm assuming uh, a messy face. Every teenager has acne. Come on. I mean, how bad could her face be? It's not like her nose where her mouth is or something. Do you know who else thought that they were ugly? Uh, no. What? Who? Miss Judy Garland. <gasps> she did. And that puts me in mind of a song. Why do I adore the, the boy next door? She also loved the boy next door. They were both shy. And neither one of them would talk to each other until her parents invited the boy to a party. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something you can rope your parents into helping you out. I imagine it's one of her parents that told her she had a messy face. So maybe that's not or a Or her idea. older brother. Yeah, yeah. You got a messy face! Uh... Yeah, but Kathy, I think just go ahead. Invite him down at the soda shop or invite him over for uh, to look. What do people do in the 60s? Look at slideshows? No, parents play, do slideshows. They play, they, oh, they play table tennis in the in the rumpus room. Yes, and they had those. Did they have rumpus rooms in the 60s? Sure. Okay. Um, our rumpus room was in our unfinished basement, so that was awkward when you had to invite friends over to the dungeon. Yeah. Want to play pool? Um, <laughs> what are those things, those clackers that were glass balls on a rope and you clacked them together? I'm absolutely serious. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. They were made of glass and <laughs> clacked them together. For what purpose? For fun. Clack, clack, clack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a blast. <laughs> Just, you know, the risk of maybe the glass will break. I, You're banging it together. I guess so. <sighs> well, that's all the letters we have from the past well, for this fun. time. That was fun. Yeah, we'll refine that a little bit, probably. Okay. Uh, well, this was our all-romance episode. Because I've been trying to get these romance comics out of the way. Yeah, Honestly, we we're leaving February soon. Heroes. We are. Yeah. Uh, that's why I had to get it out of the way. Yeah. I just said February, February, February incorrectly. Uh-huh. Uh, some more exciting news. Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane, comics we've enjoyed on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Both characters are getting new series coming up at DC Comics. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah. So in honor of that, I think we'll look at a Jimmy Olsen comic next week. Sounds perfect. All right. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to check us out on social media at GoGoCheckPod. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. That and if you like us, yes, tell a friend. Tell more than one friend. Tell two. Go next door to that boy and tell him, invite him over to listen to a podcast. Oh, wouldn't they like that? They sure would. That's all for now. Bye. Bye. On the poor side of town, there's a girl no one knows. Nobody even cares that she's alive